My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Well, welcome to another episode of the Rent Perfect Podcast. I'm really excited today because today I really have a good friend that uh, is joining me today in the podcast, Derek Cook. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you, David. Derek, it's always fun to have a friend, a long-term friend that uh, is on air with you because it's just so much easier and it just flows so naturally as just being friends and 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 you've done a lot in your life and you're a serial entrepreneur, which I really appreciate. I kind of feel I'm that way too. And I think we have a a ton in common. Um, today, we're really going to help people who are going to get into the investing industry for maybe the first time or second time, or and we're going to help them not make a bunch of mistakes. But before we kind of really get into the meat of our podcast, and it's going to be a lot of fun today, I want to talk a little bit about just what have you done in your life and what you've done. And so our, our listeners, our viewers on YouTube can kind of understand who you are, where you're coming from, because you've gone from like A to Z, man, like you know a ton <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you know, one thing I grew up with was was my mother actually always said, "Hey, if you want to, you need to be your own boss." Right. And her dad was, and um, so from the get go, that kind of was always my mentality whenever I went into anything. So don't work for the man, right? Right. <laughs> right. So <laughs> um, you know, I got into to finance pretty early in the mortgage finance specifically, and. Uh, I enjoyed it. I made a lot of money when I was young. I, I created my own company, built my own mortgage company. Uh, had that uh, for over a decade. Took it, took it right up to the crash, <laughs> a few months into the crash, and then, you know, hated writing checks to everybody and not making right. money. Right. So. It all stopped. Right. Right then. Exactly. But, uh, so, yeah, I've been in real estate for over 20 years. And that, that's really been my, uh, my backbone. Right. That's helped me do all the other things that I've done. So right. I've, yeah, uh, restaurant entrepreneur, uh, cars. I love cars. Yeah, I race cars, <laughs> and uh, so I had a few car lots over the years. Um, I lend out hard money still, so right. I still do that. And then if I'm always looking at how can I make this uh, real estate better for everybody, so so right now in your career, you're in your forties, and you're mainly spending most of your time on what. Real estate. On real estate. 100%. Flipping specifically and okay. lending. Okay, perfect. And you also right now currently are franchisees of? Right. So I purchased a franchise from Homebusters of America. A lot, okay. of, us, a lot of people know us of, from the We Buy Ugly Houses company. We Buy Ugly Houses. Great branding. Right, right. Okay. We, we spend a we lot. We buy ugly houses. There. We make them pretty. Right. And we make money in between. Amen. Okay, perfect. I love that. Well, you know... My son now is um, kind of just getting into investing, and and uh, I'm trying to teach him what do you look for when you're out looking at property. And today we want to specifically talk about the physical part of the property, you know, things that can get you in trouble. And so really I wanted to bring you on as an expert to really talk about what do you look at when you walk into the front, I mean, maybe even, even before the front door, when you pull up <laughs> on the street in your car, right? Tell me the five things that 
come across your, your mind first? What are the first five things you look at on a home? Sure. And, and I just want to qualify too. So, um, I believe a lot of your listeners are probably landlords or want to be landlords, uh, maybe not flipping, but this, this, uh, topic of five things that are detrimental before you make that buy go both, both sides, right? Whether you're going to hold it and rent it or whether you're going to flip the property. So because you can't be a landlord without buying a property, right, right? Right. And you can't make much money flipping if you don't buy the property. So this is just relevant for every single listener out there. And that's what I love about this topic. Right. So and you're right. And it starts when you pull up to the property before you get out of your, your car, you're looking at the roof. Okay. Right. That's the easiest way. You step back. You're kind of checking that out. Um, but you, you, there's five things. So your roof, the foundation of the property, you're going to check out the electrical, plumbing, and your AC. Those things are all big dollar items that give you really almost zero value when you go to sell it. Or if it's going to break in the next two years while you're owning it, that's right. going to suck all your profit out right. of your rental, right? So right off the bat, before you go inside, you're looking at the roof. You're looking for eaves, rot on the eaves. You're looking underneath, uh, you know, on the fascia, any type of rot, any type of moisture penetration, right. those types of things. Then let me step back for a second because um, we're going to go into to roofs here. But let me step just to make sure to clarify really what you just said. And that is this. If I go buy a home and they say, hey, listen, the air conditioner doesn't work, I'm going to want money off the home, right? It's, yes. it's going to kill the value. Right. But if I come into a home and you say, hey, this home's 225000 and the air conditioning works, I'm going to say, okay, I, I expect that. Like, I'm not going to pay two thirty because the air conditioning works. So when you talk about these five items not adding additional value, I think what you're saying is, Everyone expects the electrical to work. Everybody expects plumbing and AC. That's not going to, it's not like, hey, we put wood floors in this to raise the value. Right. We, we remodeled the bathroom and the kitchen. That raises the value. Your roof, your air conditioning, electrical, your plumbing, and your foundation are all expected to already be done. They don't raise the value. So if you purchase a home and you don't properly look at these things, it's money out of your pocket. So didn't mean to interrupt you on the roof no, part, no, but I just want to make sure I clarified Guys, this stuff works against you, but it certainly doesn't work for you when you are purchasing a flip or a long-term hold or any kind of property. So, sorry, let's go back to rupture. Looking at eaves. No, that's 100% correct. So, that's good clarification. But, yeah, so so you're looking at the eaves. A roof, depending on the, the size of the property, you're spending, if you're lucky, $5,000. If not, uh, I've, I've spent over $30,000 I was going to say, you're getting a new roof, roof for $5,000. you have got some good friends out there. Yeah, you do I have do. Some good friends out there, <laughs> I do so. quite a few properties. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, but, the, but that is a zero. People are like, oh, that's great. That's awesome. It's got a new roof. Right. I'll give you 225 That's what right. you're asking. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, the, uh, so, same thing with the AC, AC units. Um, I, I love it. I think it's funny. I laugh at it. I shouldn't say I love it. I laugh at it when uh, a seller says, oh, yeah, you know, the AC unit's 18 years old, but, man, it is so cold. It blows so cold. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, that that could die tomorrow. It could die right. next the next right. 60 seconds right. and cost me $8,000 right. tomorrow. It's right? kind of like my heart beats until it doesn't. <laughs> right. I, I mean, okay. 
great. That doesn't guarantee anything. Right. So, I mean, those things on your purchase, when you go in, you're, you want to make sure you're, you have those. How okay. old is that AC unit? Um, the plumbing, I buy a lot of. Well, let me, let me stop you back at AC. I'm sorry, because okay. I really want to cover each individual topic is how do I know? Like, so I can find out, okay, property is built in 1980, right? But how do I know, what do I look at on that AC unit? Is there a date usually of a manufacturing date or something on there that I can look at? Every unit is different, but there is stamps on them. Um, Some of the manufacturing dates are encoded. Okay. So as a novice, just get an AC unit guy. Get a a guy to come out and check it out. It's going to cost 60 bucks. Uh, or if you're an investigator like me, look up the brand, throw in the code online, and I'm sure you can. You a can lot of them say, "Hey, this there. model was built between 1995 and okay. 1997." You know, and 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 take the older of the two dates. If the seller can't prove it, then go with the oldest. Okay, perfect. So, but you definitely want to do that. AC units, ten years, give or take. That's that is the expected lifespan of an AC unit. So, and because technology has changed, there. You know, you just can't really keep fixing them and fixing them. Eventually, you've got to get the whole new system, which 8000 10000 per unit? On average, for, for a novice, yeah. I, I okay. try to, if it's a small house, I'm usually getting them around four forty five hundred bucks installed. Okay. Um, but you buy a house that's got two units on it, okay. you know, and, and you get, you know, nicer houses. You got to put a little bit nicer unit, you know. I've spent 20 grand on two units in a house before. So um, you just got to definitely make sure you know what you're getting. Perfect. And same thing when you're talking about, hey, fixing the AC unit. I mean, I I like to just replace stuff. I mean, if it's newer within that eight-year time frame, I'm going to fix, right? I'm I'm spending five, six hundred bucks. If, if this is for my rentals, by the way, this is not for a flip. I always just try to repair on a flip. Um, unless it's a 15 year old unit, the, um, but on, on my rentals, if I have, if it's old and I'm, I'm looking out there and they're like, Hey, we can fix this. It's going to be $450. I buy a new one. I put a new one on. And so I don't have to deal with it for the next 10 years. Right. It's warranted done. Um, it just takes that headache out of it. Your clients will like love you, your tenants. Cause Le- yeah, less phone calls and less, right. you know, I'm hot and. You know, yeah. we're, we're in Arizona. Like, their electrical Arizona, bill drops. Right. It, yeah, Arizona, yeah. it's like huge, right? So, <laughs> and that, and I actually, just on a side note, I always check the attic when I'm when I'm buying a house. Because we're in Arizona, I look for insulation too. Okay. And I actually use that to help increase rents. Hey, I just put, this has a brand new AC unit, 2019 AC unit with a foot and a half of extra insulation in the attic. Um, from when I purchased it, the electrical bill just dropped 40%. Right. Oh, my gosh, you know. Okay. <laughs> now someone is paying $800 a month and is used to spending $200 in electric in, in Arizona. Right. Now they're spending a buck fifty. Right. $50 is a lot of money to that town. Now, AC is expensive for us, but for a lot of the country, they're, the heaters are on <laughs> right. the whole time, right? And you want that insulation for those heaters, too. Right. Perfect. Let's go into a little bit about, you know, something that's maybe a little bit tougher, and for me, is the electrical. I mean, it's always behind the walls, you know, you can see the fixtures. Tell me a little bit about what you look at on the electrical side of things. So there's a, there's a couple things. The, the big thing is the panel. So, um, again, I, I purchase, I'm in an area I like, I don't, I'm, I like new houses, but I purchase a lot of old houses too. 
So what's the oldest house you've ever purchased? Uh, 1942. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a lot. old here in Arizona. Yeah, that's a lot different. Um, anal- analyzing it is a lot different than a new one, obviously. Oh, right? yeah. Foundations uh-huh. are built differently right. then. I mean, I'm yeah. 100%. Um, but when you're looking at electrical, um, especially, in, and this really is in regards to older properties, okay. um, you got to open the panel. You got to pull the, the cover so you can see the breakers and see the wires behind it. Um, what you're looking for is aluminum wiring and aluminum wiring. Um, there's some, some lenders that won't even lend on a house if it has aluminum wiring. Now, is it. that a different color wiring or is there a way you can tell it's aluminum by just looking at it? It is. It, it, it looks like aluminum, like okay. a soda can, right? Okay. Your, uh, diet Coke, whatever okay. kind of color, okay. uh, can. Uh, so you're looking for that and it's not that it's, bad but it has caused enough fires to where some lenders won't deal with it right um and if you have to rewire a house that can be that that's pricey you know i have one right now i i purchased it knowing it needed everything literally literally everything on this list i'm well not foundations everything else right but i you know i put that into my price but anyway this house is an eight thousand dollar rewire right 1600 square feet that's with, you know, a trade that I get discounts on. So, right. Right. So it may cost someone else a little bit more. It's, again, a 1600 square foot house, three bedroom, two bath, living room, kitchen, redoing everything. Um, you know, what else I see on uh, electrical, you know, and you're the expert here, but I also see kind of the do it yourselfers and like the double tappers. Yep. Can you, and, and some people out there might be listening, a double tapper. What's a double tapper? Explain to me what a double tapper is. So same thing, when you have that panel open and the cover off, okay. a double tap is when you have two wires going into that breaker, right? Okay. Should each breaker should have one wire going into to one location in, into that breaker. Um, a double tap is 100% against code pretty much anywhere in the nation okay. <laughs> um, because it can overload and then create a fire, right? Okay. Um, you also see... In the older houses, you'll have outlets that don't have your third, uh, your ground. ground. That's the ground, ground is what right. it is. But if it doesn't have three holes, <laughs> right? Right. That's an old, an old unit, so it doesn't have a ground wire. Um, the other thing is to get your head up in the attic, especially on older homes. People will splice into the wiring up top, and they leave it open. They use wire nuts. They don't. They don't conceal it into junction boxes. Um, which again, there's a fire hazard. And if, if so we see someone who wants to put a new ceiling fan into one of the bedrooms, right. right? And so they want to come in and splice into the wires in the ceiling. And, and that's usually where we see the do it yourselfers kind of right. just not wanting to pay a lot of money to go down to home Depot, climb up in the attic themselves. And there's nothing wrong if, if you do it right. Right. But you got, right. but you got to do it right. You don't want to buy a home, you know, because in a lot of, you know, jurisdictions or counties or cities, they're going to make you rewire a home with if they don't have three prongs, if you do so much renovation. And, you know, they're not going to let you get away with that non-ground anymore. Correct. Right. So yeah, there yeah. comes your $8,000 rewire. So right. So important. All right. Anything else on electrical I didn't think of before we move on to plumbing? No. No, that's right. that's probably That's good. what you look for. Okay. On plumbing side. Plumbing's, uh, plumbing's a, a little harder. To, to know, because you, you're really looking for, um, there was bad uh, plastic that was used in the 80s, 
that has, you know, basically those houses and I forget the name of it right now. Um, but that was used for plumbing that basically always breaks. So, uh, is that the polyurethane? Is that, it's not, it's not that, it's not that, but it's something, it's something like that. If you Google eighties, bad plumbing, it's going to pop up. Okay. Um, but it becomes brittle. It breaks. Can you believe there's something that you and I both can't remember? (laughs) I mean, that's crazy right there. Okay. But you know I'm looking that up right when we get off this podcast because oh, that kind sure. of stuff drives me crazy. So anyways, in the 80s, there was some type of pipe there that yeah. just kind of disintegrates after so long. Yep, yep. And you ha- so you have that. And that's that's newer properties. A lot of people might think, well, hey, this is an 86. That's not a big deal. Right. You know, plumbing, electric, all that stuff should be good, right? right. Um, but that's that's not necessarily the case. And again, if, if, you, have a, if you have a good, cheap contractor, plumber, like that's going to be a $5,000 job on, on, and that's the cheap side, right? Um, the, the other things when you get into old houses, it's cast iron. So that can be expensive from the street to the, to the house, your main line, because you're responsible for that in most situations. Um, and then that also goes under the house, under the slab. Um, easily can be eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars $19,000. Um, if you have any type of slow drainage is what you're looking for, um, just get a plumber out there that has the cameras that can drop them down and actually inspect those, those pipes. Because that's very expensive when you get to the draining side of things. Yeah, I bought a house over off of Broadway, and um, that's exactly what happened. That, that, uh, the sewer just absolutely collapsed, water main. And here comes the big tractors and dig up the front yard and replace the landscaping. And what a nightmare. Hard to do, but they've got the cameras now that we can go down yeah. and look at. What do fixtures tell you when you're looking at fixtures? The actual plumbing fixtures, you know, I do always look under, I look under every, anything where there's water, I'm looking for any type of leakage, yeah. right? So I'm looking for water stains. I'm looking for the cabinets where you've, you probably have all seen them where the, the right. cabinet bottom is literally warped into a bowl almost because it's been leaking for so long and no one's done anything. Um, you can see the same thing on the fixtures itself. Um, the fixtures really don't matter because we're just going to replace those anyways, right? right? But it's what's around the fixtures. What's happening? Uh, your drywall, right? Right. All your drywall at the base where it's meeting the floor. If you see leakage by, the f- by your showers, by your tubs, um, all that stuff is behind walls. Um, and if you have a continuing leak behind a wall, you have black mold, (laughs) which is, which is now gets expensive again. Right. So you're looking for that. And if you see a a drywall, um, or something that, that looks like it's water damaged, push on it, (laughs) get your finger down there, push on it. Is it, is it soft? Is it move easy right now? It, it's still active, right? right? If it's dried out and it's pretty kind of solid, it's probably been fixed um, or the house has been sitting for a long time with no water, one of the two, right? Um, but it, but the drywall hasn't been fixed. So be, you know, if you see something, do not be afraid to go poke it. Look at it. Right. Turn on the water. What's happening? You know, look, right. look at all those things. Same thing, hot water heater. Check that out. How old is it? Those are the same thing, about the same as a, a AC unit, okay. right? 10 years. Um, they look awesome until they don't, right? <laughs> right? Um, I've had, I've purchased old houses where the hot water heaters on the outside of the house, back of the house, 
rusted crazy i go look at it, i'm like man that thing's got to be 50 years old i look at it, it's two years old it's just been outside right so the outside looks horrible and i've been in other houses that the thing looks like it's six months old and i look at it and it's like 15 years old i'm like holy smokes man i gotta <laughs> we're gonna right. have to put a hot water heater in this right and you know this doesn't always happen but there are times where your hot water heater is going to leak and it seems like Later on in the building, say in the 80s and 90s, they start saying, well, maybe we should put a pan underneath it that actually <laughs> drains so if it leaks, it doesn't flood the whole house. So I'm just going to tell you, if you're replacing a water heater, take the extra time to like give it some plumbing that if yep. it does leak, it doesn't flood the house. Because there are some homes, 60s, 70s, 80s, when that water heater goes, you're calling your insurance company. Right. You know, so. Yeah, the new standard is supposed to be like a foot and a half off the ground, have a pan with the right. drain all the way to the exterior of the house. Right. But we're buying homes that, right? You know. As a landlord, you know, it, unless I'm replacing that whole hot water heater, I'm not going to spend the money. I'm just going to make sure it's not going to flood into the house, right? I so I would probably, you know, throw a pan under it. Have my handyman guy, hey, go put a pan under that. Just make sure it gets outside. Right. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to. I don't want to have to replace that. Have the downtime. No renters. Now, a lot of people think, well, foundation would be easy to tell, right? I mean, there are either cracks in the, in the maybe tile, maybe cracks on the wall or on the ceiling. But sometimes it naturally in different areas of the country, homes settle, right? And there's a difference between a home settling and a foundation issue. Can you kind of help us decide as we're walking through a house, what is what? Is it a gut feeling? Is it go get some professional help? Is it over a certain... You know, size crack. It, it's a little of both. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of settling. <clears throat> so we have cracks in the drywall. In you know, the doors aren't aligning right. All your doors are, are jamming. We try to shut them. They all rub. Um, those types of things. That's usually settling. Um, if you, what I try to do is drag my feet together like uh I'm from Florida, so you drag your yeah. feet to like make sure you don't step on stingrays. <laughs> you do the same a little thing. cook shuffle there. That's huh? right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you wanted to, uh, you know, if I feel like I'm walking through a room, I'm seeing some of this stuff. I'm looking real close at the floor to see if there's if I can feel an elevation change or a slope in the floor. So that's really if from the other telltale signs to see if it's a foundation issue. Try to look for lines. Um, I was in a house the other day uh, that I that I did buy. Um, the whole corner sunk about an inch and a half, and the house actually kind of stayed up. So you had the baseboard ran along, and you could just you could actually just see it drop. Um, so that was to me that was like, okay, there's something wrong with the foundation. How bad is it? So I hire you know I have a guy that comes out that's a foundation expert comes and says, yeah, that's, it wasn't actually that bad. We can fix it up. It's going to be $2,300. Concrete no foundation? Concrete. Wood foundation? Concrete yeah. foundation. Okay. Yeah, wood is you know, really old, but we do get those sometimes here. <laughs> They're actually easier to fix, though, too, in a way, if you get to just yeah, rebuild that floor. Jack it up. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> pillars down. Perfect. Well, Derek, you know, you're looking at homes all the time. How many homes do you say you buy and flip a year? Um, last year I ended about 37 okay. and trying to increase about 50. That you're actually purchasing? I actually take down in my name. Yeah. Okay, perfect. But to get 37 or 50, how many are you looking at? <laughs> oh, that's a, that is a great question. Um, 
300. Okay. So, so if you're listening to this podcast, don't fall in love with every single house that you walk in the front door. You will get yourself in a ton of trouble. And actually, we're going to do another podcast talking about actually purchasing a home. Um, So look forward to that with you too. But guys, here is someone who is looking at 300 houses a year, buying 30 to 60 houses. I'm not to that level. Um, would love to be, but I have a lot of other things going on in my life. You might be just going to try to buy your very first home. And I think these five things that Derek has shared with us will, it'll just, you know, floor plans are nice. Location is nice. Those are things that you absolutely look at. We're not saying don't look at that, but these are things that could really hurt you in a purchase. So take some notes when you look at some homes Go through these five things. If it passes those five things, now move on to, okay, great. There's some other things to look at, floor plan, you know, different things. But these are the first five things that you really should be focusing on because these are the things that would really hurt you. Derek, I really appreciate and, it. And I just want to add for on a flipping space or if you have cash, these things are awesome to purchase if you know what you're buying and you can get the discount, right? So... I know that if all of these things are bad, right, I'm going to be spending another $40,000 on top of whatever that house is that I think I can sell it for. So I need to discount it at least that. And in a retail world, maybe that 40 is really 60. And if right. the seller knows that's, hey, you got 60 grand worth of right. fix up that zero value before we even get into the interior. Um, sometimes that works toward your, towards your favor and you can buy a, $250,000 house for 150 grand. Right. Right. And, and that's what I love about, about we buy ugly houses branding is because there's a lot of people that first of all say, I don't have 60 grand to do this. Right. Right. I don't want to do this. And I understand that someone has to do it because comps aren't going to go up crazy on my house. And so that allows you guys to be complete experts. And I really appreciate you coming and sharing your expertise because our clients in Rent Nation might have one to 10 homes. We're not the mass flippers. We're not the mass, the big landlords, you know? And so to have someone of your caliber to come share this with us, um, my fear is someone says, okay, I'm going to get into the investment game. I'm going to buy my first property, but they don't go through these five things. And then all of a sudden they're buried in a property, $20,000. And they're saying, well, David told me this was a best business in the world. And now I'm in total debt in my first, you know, for first property. And so this is so valuable to know. Um, Derek, I certainly appreciate it. And I appreciate your time and uh, we're good friends and I hope you'll come back and we can talk about many, many things in the investment and entrepreneurial world. Thank you so much. Guys, Thanks for just, having me. no problem. Just remember these five things when you head out and look at your properties and until next time, continue to rent perfect.